Okay, let's go higher. In the book. Again, this week is district week, Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, we won't have our regular strengthening hour on Wednesday. We'll be here in fellowship in our district. Our own Minister Taylor will be expounding upon our topic for study, a holy church in a hostile world. And I know he gonna work with that. A holy church in a hostile world. Baby, it's hostile out there. Amen. So we, we want you to come both nights. We'll have our musical on Tuesday night. And you know, we are the host church, and so we are opening. Please be on time. Choir members. And members. Amen. We begin at 730 Tuesday night. In the book of St. John, 11th chapter, the 9th and the 10th verse, we're going to serve up a buffet today. You know a buffet, you can eat all you want to at one price. That's what makes it a buffet. One, is that the, let me see. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. St. John, 11th chapter. Oh, let, let, let's hold up, let's hold up. St. John, the ninth chapter, the fourth and the fifth verse. St. John, the ninth chapter, the fourth and the fifth verse. When you get that, stand to your feet. Amen. When you get that sand to your feet. Four, uh, St. John, the ninth chapter, the fourth through the fifth verse. The last book of the gospel, St. John. The fourth, ninth chapter, the fourth and the fifth. If you can, stand to your feet when you get there. Amen. Amen. Are you ready? It reads, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night coming when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. As long I am in the world, I am a light of the world. I am a light. Jesus says I am the light, but I'm saying you are a light. Thank God for the reading and hearing of his holy word. Somebody say I'm a light. Amen. So everywhere I go, I'm gonna light, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cast out darkness. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I say everywhere I go, I'm gonna cast out darkness because the scripture said darkness doesn't comprehend the light. Am I right about it? That's why folks don't want to be around you much because you 
shining. That's it. Brother, Brother Troy, that's, that's it. Brother Edward, that's it. Brother Tommy. Everywhere I go. That's why I avoid, that's why folks avoid me. Because I'm putting off too much light. It makes them nervous. Because they ain't, they know by now I ain't for foolishness. I'm not the same as I used to be. I don't follow in the same stuff that I used to follow in. That's what makes them nervous. Amen. Thank God for Jesus. I don't plan to preach too long. I don't plan to. So y'all help me out. Y'all help me out. I, I don't plan to preach long, but if y'all don't help me out, I figured you ain't got it yet. So I have to keep on preaching until you get it. So if y'all get with me, uh, we'll get on it. St. John, ninth chapter, fourth through the fifth verse. Let's think about this, and I want you to understand this because I'm going to try to explain it. Trust God's promises when facing hopeless situations. Trust God's promises when facing hopeless situations. Somebody is unemployed, trust God's promises. Somebody is sick, trust God's promises. Somebody's child has gone astray, trust God's promises. Somebody got some pain, trust God's promises. Somebody got somebody scratching on your neck, trust God's promises. Somebody's struggling with the past and the future. Trust God's promises. Am I right about it? And then somebody don't know which way to turn. Trust God's promises. To trust God's promises, first of all, you got to know what they are. Am I right about it? And then when the hopeless situation presents itself, you can say, I'm going to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Why? Because the Bible says so. Amen. Trust God promises when facing hopeless situation. Now let's walk through this. Uh, uh, walking in the day. Learning why there is no pressure on me. Yielding to God's promises while I'm able to. While it is day. While I can, don't be running up in here when you get sick and you hadn't trusted God's promises. God might hear you and he might not. You might need to be sick a while until you come to yourself. Am I right about it? Walking in the day. I'm not talking about day as the sun is shining. Walking in understanding Walking while you got a nickel in your pocket, walking while you got good health and you just being lazy, 
walking in the day will teach you how to trust God in hopeless situations. But if you take off while things are good, you ain't got nothing to trust on when things go bad. And don't fool yourself, things gonna go bad sometime or another. We're not exempt from trials and tribulation. They will come, but when they come, you'll have some form. You say trial, tribulation, I got something for you, bring it on. I serve a God who's bigger than you. So I'm gonna stand still and watch him fight. And he has a unblemished record. He's undefeated. Uh -oh. He's undefeated, so whatever comes to you. John 11, 9 through 10 reads, Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in a day? So why are you sleeping? If any man walk in the day, if, somebody say if, if. any man walketh in the day, and I just Explain that in understanding, in good health, in good wealth. When you got a little bit of peace, take advantage of it. He stumbleth not. He stumbleth not. You don't stumble when you can see your way. You don't stumble when you have peace in you. You don't stumble when you have the word in you. You might look over there and check it out and survey the, the canvas, but you don't stumble. In other words, you don't get frantic. You don't panic. Am I right about it? You don't stumble because he seeth the light of this world. The light of this world is not the sun. The light of this world is Jesus. He said, I am the light. Now, ye are the light. In fact, you don't stumble when you have a friend calling you or visiting you that has light in them because that light shines on you and that gives you hope. Child, it's going to be all right. Been there, done that. You're going to be all right. Quit panicking. Are you with me? Somebody said, but... If, any, if a man walk in the night, not able to understand, not able to comprehend, not able to reach down into their soul and pull up some word that will give them comfort. If any man walking in the night, he's stumbling. He's not stumbling because he can't physically see. He's stumbling because he's panicking. Oh Lord, oh. He's stumbling because he has no hope. He's stumbling because in his mind, he didn't face the worst disaster. That's why I praise him for what didn't happen. I have been going down the road in excess of 100 miles an hour. I could have had a blowout. My tire could have ran all, everything. I praise God for what didn't happen. Are you following me? So I got a whole lot of praise for how he has protected me. 
Yeah, I thank him for a new car. Thank him for a new house, new pair of shoes, new garments, new. I, yeah, I thank him. I, I'm, I'm not a, I, I, I thank him, but I praise him for what didn't happen. Because I could have went to hell. Thank you, God, for what didn't happen. Thank you for not coming down off that cross. Oh, God, thank you for staying right there through the hurt and the shame. Thank you for staying right there. Are you following me? He said, but if a man walk in the night, he stumbled because there is no light in what? In him. I said in him. I said in him. Am I right about it? You know, I told you about the story that, uh, you know, uh, again, you who have been in your residence for many, many, many years, you know that place upside and down. Somebody could blindfold you and you could still maneuver in that place without stumbling. Because you got light in you, you got understanding in you of where everything is situated. Even if you add something new to your dwelling, you knew where you put it. So as I come and I, I don't panic because I have sensors. My eyes can be closed, but I have sensors. I have understanding in me. I can see the dresser over there. I can see the coffee table over there in my mind. I can see the potential danger over here. I can see my money getting low over here. But in my mind, I serve a God who he, he owns the cattle of a thousand hills. Uh, he's the God of this world. Uh, he created me and everything is going to be all right. That's when you got light in you. But if you don't have any light in you, oh, woe is me. This is it. <laughs> this is it. It's too late to praise him. Because while I had a chance, I didn't praise him. So Lord, here it is. Have mercy, Lord. Are you following me? Well, well, let, let, let's talk about it. Hope in the day. We, we got hope. I said, we have hope. We have hope. Because hope in the day uh, picks up in John 9 and 5. As long as I am in the world, I'm the light of the world. In other words, to have some light in you, you got to put some fuel in you to burn. If you can't set a fire inside, ain't nothing going to set you a fire outside. And the word is the word is the wood. The Holy Ghost is the fire. And when the Holy Ghost starts mixing with the word, it causes a catastrophic explosion in your soul. And it brightens up everything. You might be, you, you might be somewhere you don't want to be, but you're just sitting in there in peace. You might be in the emergency room trying to ask the doctor what's going on in your body, but you're in peace. You just waiting on the doctor to verify that you heal. Yeah. 
You ain't trusting God. You ain't trusting the doctors to heal you. You just trusting the doctor to verify that healing has taken place. What did you do? That's when you have light. Are you following me? Well, well, let's go a little bit further. Romans 8, 24. I said I'm going to give you a buffet today. Romans 8, 24 and 26. 8, 24 and 26. For we are saved by what? Hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. You are not saved by that big bank account you said no. Because you can see it. You're not saved by that good job or that nice car and that nice house uh, looking as fly as Brother Russell. You're not saved by that. Because you can see that. You're saved by what is unseen. For hope that is seen is not hope at all. You got $10 in the bank and you need two, what you hoping for? Use your ATM card and get it. But if you ain't got zero in the bank and you need $100, you better reach down and get some hope. Am I right? For what a man see it, why does he yet hope for? Are you reading along with me? 25th verse, but if we hope for that we see not, uh-oh, here we go with the light. Here we go with the understanding. Here we go with something that's in us, is telling us it's going to be all right. Then do we with patience. Somebody say patience. patience. Let me read that all together. But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it? We waiting. I know somebody, I, who? Somebody just asked me. That's the hardest thing, Pastor. I won't tell you to identify yourself, but I hear it, you. Patience. Boy, if we had patience, boy, shoot. Some of us would be millionaires right now. Patience. Patience. We wait with patience when we are confident that the one is in us is working on the inside of us. I hope this situation might present itself, but if you got light in you, it's not hopeless. I said, if you're faced with a hopeless situation and you got light in you, it's no longer hopeless. You just waiting patiently on your deliverance. Oh, child, you should be upset. You should be out there crying and, and throwing fits and rolling in the floor. Uh, what you going to do? I'm waiting. Patiently. I'm waiting. Because the God I serve will never disappoint me. But see, this is good preaching, and it sounds good, but until you get in that word, you will never experience what I'm talking about. You can't get it from a 30-minute sermon. You got to put some word in you. And I guarantee when you are faced with a hopeless situation, that word will wake up. Won't he do it? 
I say, I'm calling a word a he. Did you catch that? He'll wake up. He'll wake up. Anybody know what I'm talking about? 26 verse, likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmity. No, it won't. But the Bible said, yes, it will. The spirit. The spirit is the word. The word is God. It helpeth our infirmities, our disabilities, our inadequacies. It helpeth. Because it tells it's going to be all right. Don't pay attention. Don't pay attention to it. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. Oh, Jesus. Amen. Amen. And we thought we were smart. Look, don't pray for the symptoms. Pray for the cause. Somebody didn't get that. When we take Tylenol, bear aspirin, whatever painkiller, we are medicating the symptom. That ain't the cause. I, I, I got the, I, I, somebody say eat. I said I'm serving up a buffet this morning. When you put it in your mouth, chew it and then swallow. And be still so you won't throw it back up. Because see, when you eat rich food, you just have to be still and let it settle in. Because if you get too active on rich food, you'll throw it. This is rich. So chew it up and swallow and watch it go to work. Watch it go to work. It'll take you places you never dreamed of. It'll start doing something in your body that you never thought of. Your stuff will start coming into your vision that you never seen. It'll change your attitude. It'll change your disposition. It'll make you unashamed of your past. Are you getting what I'm saying? He said what? But the spirit itself make it intercession. Thank God somebody is working on my behalf. Those things that I cannot detect that's causing. The spirit knows. If you let me use my sanctified imagination, the spirit is working on the inside of you. And the spirit has sharp, keen eyes. He said, well, they've been taking Tylenol, treating the symptoms, but the spirit said, I'm finna get at the cause. And see, when you say I don't walk like I used to walk, the spirit has dealt with the cause. And you say, I don't know what happened, but the spirit make intercession. The spirit works. Even when you don't think he's working, you, you, you dealing with symptoms. 
Every pain is a signal that something is wrong. And you need something to deal with the cause, not the symptom, because when that painkiller wears off, the pain is still there. But when the spirit works on you, it's as though you never had pain. Because the spirit is working in you and on you. The spirit is the word. The word is God. In other words, you got God working on the inside. Is there anybody in the building has experienced God working on the inside? I don't know why I'm shouting. I don't have nothing to shout about, but I can't hold my peace because the spirit is working on the inside. In other words, it's rooting out the cause. It's, it's, it's exiting the cause. Thank you for my exodus. Cause whatever was causing me to act unseemingly, the spirit has moved in and, and, and dealt with the cause. Now I don't have to quit treating the symptoms. Cause ain't nothing wrong. Dick and Jackson, he said my mind won't go there because the spirit has removed it. Make it intercessions. That's just like you going up in front of a judge and somebody come up there and speak on your good behalf. He just made a mistake, judge. He's been a good man. She's been a good woman for years and it might cause the judge to say, case dismissed. Oh, somebody ought to shout this morning. You've been in trouble and you really don't know what got you out of trouble. But the word said the spirit When the spirit works on you, the spirit has outside influence. The spirit starts working on your environment once he finished working on you. That's why things start getting out of your way because the spirit is working outside of you. We hear the saying, he'll open doors that no man can close. Am I right about it? He'll close doors that no man can open. I thank God that some of the doors in my life has been shut, welded up, sealed up. There's been times and there are times when you might wanna go back and you shake that, that door and that door won't open. You try to use your old key, but the lock's been changed. Yeah. Am I right about it? That's the spirit closing stuff that you don't need to go back to. Will a dog return to his own vomit? The Bible said he will. And if you ever own the dog, you know the dog will. Throw it up and go lick it up. That's the way some of us do. The stuff that made us sick, we go right back to it. And the same thing perpetuates over and over and over again. Are you following me? As I close, y'all been pretty good all this morning. 
I said, as I close. As I close, Psalm 20, 37 and 23. Somebody say buffet. I preached a sermon back a few months ago called, uh, the title of it was Don't Nibble. Don't come to a buffet to nibble. When you come to a buffet, it's time to eat. If you don't believe that, just watch who coming through the doors. And you can tell they've been eating. Because you come to a buffet to eat. If you want to nibble, you need to go to Chicken Express. But when you come to a buffet or spread, it's time to eat. It ain't no use of wasting your money if you don't have an appetite at a buffet. You're wasting money. Go get you a salad. But if you come to a buffet, it's time to throw down. Will you throw down on the word of God today? and hide that word in your hearts and let that word start working on you. I promise to you, things will start happening. You'll start changing. And you don't realize you done changed because somebody tells you. Mm, mm, mm. Psalms 37 and 24, the steps of a good man are and 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighted in his ways. It's not God delighting, but it's you delighting because God gave you new steps. Does that make sense to you? You haven't been acting like this very long. You don't even know why you walking this way. But the Bible said, the word, the Lord, the spirit has ordered some new steps in your life. Not only that, he don't order steps that will make you unhappy. He, he didn't order steps that'll make you confused. The Bible said, when he orders your step, you'll be glad. You'll be delighted. Because you realize you couldn't got there on your own. You realize the spirit of God helped you. You spirit, spirit, you, you got new direction in your life. You got new inspiration. You got new excitement because God has ordered a way that you didn't even know was present. He's opened a door where there was a blank wall, but now you can just walk through that wall because the Lord has ordered new steps. And you've been trying to get to what was beyond that wall and you find out that God has put a door there and the Bible said you are thankful, you are delightful, you, you, you are amazed, you are excited because you've been knocking on that door but it didn't open on your request but put the word of God in you and the word and the door sees the word in you and say I got to make an opening so they can get to what God has promised them. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Have you ever tried to do things on your own? And you couldn't ascertain it. But you mixed the word in with your desire. And before you know it, God has presented it to you and say, here, this is what you've been bumping your head up against the wall. It's a gift. 
It's a gift. You getting a gift this morning. I say you getting a gift. Am I right about it? You ain't got to work for it. You ain't got to struggle for it. You, you, all you have to do is believe. And that's a gift. Am I right about it? Will somebody receive your gift today? Will somebody cling to the word of God? And the word of God will give you delight. I said trust God's promises when facing hopeless situation. Am I right about it? As I close today, uh, I tells this story often. Uh, when I was a little boy back in Carthage, Texas, uh, I, I was in high school and, and the independent school district wouldn't let the buses come down my little all road and pick me up for extra curricula. Am I right about it? I was right in the middle. It was probably about two and a half miles either way to a major highway. The bus would pick me up, but the bus wouldn't bring me back home. The bus would leave me about two and a half miles from the house. And many times, it was about 12 or one o'clock at night in the dark that I had to walk home. And dogs were between me in both directions of the major highways. Well, not only did I have to do it in the nighttime, I walked that same road many times during the daytime. I knew where the dogs were. If you let the spirit work in you, the spirit will let you know where the dogs are. Am I right about it? I, so as I walked towards the house, I could just walk because I knew that road. I knew what it sounds like when my feet was on that all top road. And I knew what it felt like when I got off that road and started walking in the grass. It made a different sound. While you're walking in the spirit of God, you're confident in your walk, but when you get off track, Something else come up in you that says, get up on the main road. Am I right about it? So as I was walking, I was coming to this little neighborhood between my house and the highway. Am I right about it? At the beginning of the neighborhood, it was peace. But at the end of the neighborhood, it was dogs bad dogs, dogs that would run after cars, dogs that would bite you, dogs that would scare you. One thing that I learned from those dogs, don't run from them. That gives them confidence. But when you stand still and look that dog in the face, that dog will leave you alone. Am I right about it? So as I was approaching the houses of the dogs, I started walking real gingerly. Started walking real quietly. Because I couldn't turn around. 
and go back to where I came from. I just start walking. I was saying in my sanctified imagination, God, don't let these dogs get after me. It's dark and I can't see my way. Don't let these dogs bite my legs because it might cripple me. It ain't nobody out here to find me. So I kept on walking. I didn't look to my left and I didn't look to my right. I kept on walking. And as I walked by these houses that didn't have these dogs, the dogs just let me walk by. They didn't bark. They came out to the road and just looked at me. Am I right about it? So I was thanking God in my spirit, but I kept on walking. After I passed the house where the dogs live, that was a wooded area. Am I right about it? I wasn't worried about the snakes. I wasn't worried about the possums. I wasn't worried about the wolves. And I wasn't worried about the foxes. But I thank God for letting me get past those dogs. Am I right about it? When I came in the opening, I could see my house way over yonder. Mom and daddy had turned a light on. Am I right about it? The light was dim and I barely could see it. But I kept on walking. I kept on walking, thanking God that he let me get past those bad dogs. Am I right about it? I wasn't worried about a snake crossing the road. I could have stepped on it and got bit, but I was thanking God for getting me past those bad dogs. Am I right about it? As I kept on walking, the light got bigger. The light got brighter. Mom and daddy was in the house waiting on me to get home. I finally got close enough where I could really see the house. I could really see the light. And I started walking a little faster because I know I was almost home. Somebody ought to be thankful today because God let you buy those bad dogs. Somebody ought to be shouting today because God let you pass by those bad dogs. When I got home and before I went in the house, I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I wasn't thanking him for possibly stepping on a snake. I wasn't thanking him for possibly getting bushed by a coyote. But I was thanking him that I got past those bad dogs. Ain't God all right? But now, you ought to start thanking God for covering you past those bad dogs. 
Am I right about it? You ought to thank God that that was a light at the end and you was trying to get home. Somebody ought to be thanking God that he has put a light and you about to get home. Somebody ought to be thanking God that you made it thus far through trials and tribulations, through ups and downs, through unemployment, through bad health, through this, through that, through this, this, and that, that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm glad that God sent his son to get me past those bad dogs. I'm glad that God sent his son. Son gave his life, put him in a barbary grave. And early Sunday morning, he got up with power, power, power to face hopeless situations, power to face uncertainty, power to conquer doubt, power to conquer fear. Ain't God all right? Ain't he all right? Ain't the Lord all right? Yeah! 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 Anybody can thank God for giving you the power to get past those bad dogs. Is there anybody thanking you, thanking him for getting past that unemployment, for getting past that sick bed, for getting past that disappointment, forgetting past that heartbreak, forgetting past this, this, and that, that. Is there anybody, any, 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 anybody will help me celebrate Jesus? Ain't God all right? Ain't he all right? Ain't the Lord all right? Yeah! Yeah! Ah, yeah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! I got past the bad dogs. I got past the bad dogs. Not only did he deliver me that one time, but he keeps on, he keeps on. Every time I turn around, he's getting past me. Bad dog, he's making me, he's making me to be more confident. He's making me to stand up straighter. He's making me to trust him more. 
Ain't he all right? Ain't the Lord all right? Thank you.